0: Hey, welcome, everybody, and uh, so good to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, great day out today. Did anybody get outside? Enjoy the weather? Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Thank God for that. A couple quick things before we uh, get started. Last weekend was just a powerful weekend. We had Daryl Strawberry here, and I just want to mention that to you that if you weren't here, if you missed it, you're going to want to go to our website here and uh, you can watch his, his message. Very powerful message that uh, he gave last weekend. And looking ahead next week is uh, Mother's Day weekend. Don't forget, don't forget to honor your mom. And uh, we're going to have a special service here next uh, weekend. We're going to have flowers. We're going to have chocolates for all the ladies. We'd love for you to come back and join us next weekend. We're also launching a new series. We're going to start going through the book of James. It's going to be great. And uh, we're going to call that series Electric Faith. And we'd love to have you here to be uh, part of it. All right, today we are concluding uh, Five Easy Ways. Uh, direct your life. And uh, here's how we're going to wrap it up today is we're going to give you uh, the opportunity uh, tonight to spontaneously uh, make a decision uh, to get uh, baptized. Baptism is a, is a gift from God. It symbolizes that the old you's gone and the new you has come. Baptism pictures with your life what Jesus did with his life, his, his death, his burial going under, and his resurrection. Coming back up. It's saying, I'm done with my old way of life and I'm ready to begin a new way of life. It's it's like a do over, it's like a new beginning, it's like a fresh start. And you know what? All of us need a a fresh start because all of us, in one way or another, we've wrecked our lives. Uh, We've all wrecked people that we love. And so I've been praying, many people have been praying that some of you uh, who weren't even thinking about getting baptized today, maybe you came here dry and you're going to go home a little bit wet. Uh, are going to make that decision to get baptized uh, today. Wouldn't that be awesome if if some people did that here tonight? Yeah. Now, maybe you're thinking, you know, I'd really like to get baptized. You know, it's on my bucket list. I want to do it someday. But I'm not prepared to do it tonight. Well, it's actually, it's very easy to do. You really don't even need to prepare uh, for it. Take a
1: look at this video. everybody, I'm Logan and this is Morgan and today we're going to walk you through the process of what it takes for you to be baptized. If you're sitting there, you're a follower of Jesus and you want to take that step to be baptized, but you're not sure exactly how it's going to play out or look like, we're going to walk you through that process right now so that you feel entirely comfortable with taking that next step. So here's what we're going to do. Morgan here is going to give you a behind the scenes look in under 60 seconds of what it takes to be baptized. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let me hold your teeth. Alright, let's do this. 60 seconds on the clock. What you're going to want to do is exit the back of the auditorium and head out to the baptism registration table where someone will meet you and you can sign in and get a t-shirt, towel, and bag for your clothes. What you're going to want to do next is head backstage to one of our changing rooms. You can also find extra undergarments there if you need them. Once you're changed, you're going to go through the open door back into the auditorium and sit in the section near the baptistry and then wait for your turn. When it comes to your turn, a host will guide you up on stage where you will then step down into the tub and get ready to get baptized. As you are waiting to get baptized, you're going to want to put your hand over your nose. Then you'll be dunked under and once you come up, everyone is going to be clapping and celebrating with you. Then you'll exit backstage where someone will guide you back so that you can get changed. Hopefully this is a good example for you of what you can expect as you get baptized today.
0: Isn't that easy? Yeah. I mean, we couldn't make it any easier. We couldn't make it any easier. Uh, We're we're ready for you, and uh, we just need you to say yes to taking this step. We've got the baptistry all filled up. I checked it out a little bit earlier. It's heated up. It's perfect temperature. It's ready to go. Maybe today is the day for for some of you. Well, today we're going to look at the uh, last chapter of Solomon's journal in a book called Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament. And uh, this chapter of Ecclesiastes, it reminds me of a quote from Steve Jobs. Maybe some of you have heard of, of Steve, Steve Jobs. He, he passed away a few years ago from pancreatic cancer. Many people, some people would say that he's probably one of the greatest innovators in the history of our country. His company developed the Apple computer, the iPhone, the, the iPad. But what many people don't know is that he was actually a great speaker. He was a powerful speaker. Uh, for example, a few years before he passed away, he spoke at the commencement at Stanford University, and he had this line that he used over and over again. He said, if you live each day like it's your last day, someday you'll be right. <laughs> Isn't that a good perspective to have on life? If you live each day like it's your last day, someday you'll be right. And that's really the perspective that Solomon teaches in the last chapter of his journal. For several weeks now, we've studied this journal of King Solomon. He lived 3,000 years ago in, in about 1,000 B.C. very powerful king, but you can divide his life into two parts. The first part of his life, really the first half of his life, he, he trusted God, he followed God, he asked God for wisdom, God gave him wisdom, and through that gift, he wrote the book of Proverbs, which gives us wisdom for our lives today. And everything was going great for Solomon until about middle age, he starts getting restless, and he stops trusting and applying the wisdom of God to his life. And that's why the second half of his life can be summed up by Solomon saying, I followed me, I rejected God, I lived life my way, I became my own God. And at the end of his life, he sits down and he writes down in his journal what has resulted from this decision that he made to be his own God. He says, I wrecked my life, I wrecked my family, I wrecked my future, I wrecked my country, and they never recovered from it. Solomon just fills Ecclesiastes, and he writes about his regrets and his mistakes that he made, and Solomon pleads with us. He says, don't do what I did. Don't wreck your life. Follow God's wisdom in your life now. Don't put it off until tomorrow. Don't try to take control. Don't try to be your own God. Solomon begins the final chapter of Ecclesiastes by telling us to remember your creator in the days of your youth, before the days of trouble come, and the years approach when you'll say, I find no pleasure in them. He says, he says remember your creator before your knees start to buckle, and your mind starts to, to fade, and your eyes begin to go. Remember God before your life gets filled with guilt and shame and regret like mine did. And he says, he says start doing it when you're young. Start remembering God when you're young. Even if you're 15 years old and you're just chomping at the bit, bit to get your driver's license so that you can have some independence from your, your, your mom and dad. Or even if you're 18 years old, and you're looking forward to going off to college and being a freshman, and you're asking big questions like who am I and where am I going to end up in life, Solomon says even if you're in your 20s while your body is strong and your mind is sharp and your dreams are bright, he says remember God now. Don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait until you've wrecked your life. Don't wait until your deathbed because it sneaks up on you. Live each day like it's the last day. And one day you'll be right. And then he continues in verse 2. He says, remember your creator uh, before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grow dark and the clouds return after the the rain. That's really just a poetic way of saying remember God before your mind starts to get foggy and your your memory begins to fade. Have you noticed that the older that you get, the more that you tend to uh, forget? Have you reached the age where you walk into a room and you forget why you're there? Yeah, I mean, you know there's an por- important reason why you're there. You just can't remember uh, what, what, what it is. You know, maybe, maybe that's just me. Maybe I need to get some help. Uh, then he continues in the next verse. He says, when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men stoop, when the grinders cease because they are few, and uh, those looking through the windows grow dim. The keepers of the house, those are your legs. When your legs begin to get uh, shaky, uh, remember God, uh, when, before, the, before the strong men stoop, before you're slumped over, and uh, maybe, you, maybe you develop a back problem, and you've got one of those punch cards for the chiropractor because you go so often, and when grinders cease, because they are few, you know what the grinders are? Uh, those are your teeth, you know, your teeth start to fall out, you start gumming your food, and the windows grow dim, anybody know what windows are? That'd be your eyes, yeah. Uh, before your eyesight starts to go, and and you have to start using font so big that the astronauts out in outer space can read it, right? He says, remember God now. Aging sneaks up on you. Live each day like it'll be your last day, and someday you'll be right. He continues in the last part of verse four, when the doors to the streets are closed and the sound of grinding fades. He's talking about before your hearing starts to go. The sound of grinding fades. There was an elderly couple sitting out in the patio one evening, and she said, I'm proud of you. He said, what'd you say? She said, I'm proud of you. He said, I'm tired of you too. (laughs) Remember God before that happens uh, to you. There's also the sound of doors, of opportunity closing that, you know, you once had, but now as you grow older, you no longer do. Before that happens, remember God. And then he continues, he says, when people rise up at the sound of birds... But all their songs grow faint. He says when you're young, you can sleep in till noon. When you're in college, you can sleep in till three in the uh, afternoon. But when you get old, you start waking up early. You wake up at 4 a.m. Because you got to go to the bathroom. And the birds are chirping, but it doesn't matter because you can't hear them. And it's just the way it is. It's just how, it just happens as, as you grow older. The sound will grow faint. He says, remember God before that happens. And then he says in verse 5, when people are afraid, of heights and of dangers in the streets. He's talking about how as we get older, we get fearful, we tend to get paranoid. We've got 14 locks on the uh, front front door. Remember God before that happens. Uh, when the almond tree uh, blossoms, uh, that's when your hair turns white like the almond blossom. Some of us would like to have any color uh, blossom um, right now. That would be fine with, with me. And the uh, grasshopper drags itself along. You're just dragging along. You're going like half speed. You just don't have very much uh, energy. And desire no longer is stirred. What do you think he's talking about there? Yeah, I'm going to let you figure that one out. <laughs> it has something to do with those. Remember those commercials with two people in the, uh, the bathtubs, separate bathtubs, cast iron bathtubs on, on the hill, you know, right next to each other? Which, by the way, maybe if you're not dragging those cast iron bathtubs to the top of the hill, maybe you'd have energy to have those desires stirred, okay? That's medical advice, though. You didn't come here for medical advice. Let's move on. Let's look at verse 6 here. We to you remember your creator now while you're young before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. I think he's talking about a stroke. A blood clot goes to the golden bowl of your uh, brain. Don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well. The well stops pumping. And I think he's referring to the pump of your your heart. Maybe you have a heart attack. And then verse 7, for the dust will return to the earth and the spirit will return to God who uh, gave it. Aren't you all cheered up uh, now? Isn't this such a pick-me-up scripture? Aren't you glad you came to uh, church this weekend? He's saying one day your life is going to end. Your life's going to come to an end. And you're going to want one more moment, one more opportunity, one more day, one more chance, one more breath. And it won't be there. And he says, please, remember God now. You know, while you still have the, the, the chance, live each day like it's your last day. And one day, someday, you'll be right. There's a website that you can go to, and uh, you can pay $6, and they ask you questions about your, your stress level and how many hours you work and your occupation, and uh, then you send a picture of yourself, and uh, then they, send, they, they show you a picture of what you're going to look like when you're, when you're old, when you're really old, uh, based on your, your stress levels and your occupation. And so I, I, I did this. I tried this. And, uh, you know, they said pastor is like the third most stressful occupation, which I don't really even uh, agree with. But they did say that this is what I would look like when I turn uh, 80 uh, (laughs) years old. Yeah, it's a good website. I like that website. That's how the picture came out. Let's go back to what Solomon said here at the beginning of the chapter. He says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Think about this. In other words, you know, you might feel far from God, But God's never far from you. And his arms are always open to you. And you know what? Even if you're in your 60s or your 70s or your 80s or your 90s, I think he's still saying to you, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Because compared to God, you're young. Compared to how much time you're going to spend in the next life, you're just beginning. You're just starting your life. You're never too old. And it's never too late to remember God but I want to focus on this word remember for a moment because it means so much more than, than don't forget or think about once in a while or go to church once in a, in a while. The word remember here, it means to act decisively on behalf of somebody else. It means that you intentionally, you remove yourself and you put God at the center of, center of your life and you, you allow your decision making to revolve around God and, and not you. you. You allow God to lead and guide your life. You make a decision right now to do life with the one who gave you life. And you know what? This is why people get baptized. Baptism is a decisive decision to remember God, to say, I have put my faith in Jesus. I am decisively expressing my faith in Jesus. Sometimes I talk to people and I'll ask them this question. I'll say, I'll say, just a simple question. I'll say, have you made a commitment in your life to follow Jesus? And, and here's here's what people do sometimes: is they hesitate, and they, and they wait, and they pause, and they say, I, "I kind of did. I think I did. I said a prayer one night." And I'm all for prayer, but you know what? They're 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 foggy about it. They're unsure. They're uncertain. And you know what? That's why God gave us baptism. It's a clear and decisive way to make a commitment to God, to remember God and his son who gave his life for you. And I wonder if maybe God is leading some of you here to take this step uh, today. But maybe you've got some questions about it. We all have questions about baptism. So let me try to deal with some of the most commonly asked questions about baptism that we get around here. One question that maybe you're wondering is simply this one. Why? Why? be baptized and that's a great question and there are a number of ways that I could answer that question but there's really only one answer that ultimately matters and that's the answer that I'm going to give you and and, and that is this be baptized because your creator your forgiver and your leader has asked you to be baptized and you know what he didn't he didn't just ask you he's commanded you to be baptized and so do we even need another reason To get baptized. After his resurrection, when Jesus gave final instructions to his followers, he said, when people decide to become followers of me, here's the first thing I want you to instruct them to do. Instruct them to be baptized in in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Jesus himself set the example of getting baptized. He he doesn't ask us to do something that he wasn't willing to do himself. And honestly, it puzzles me why anybody would be reluctant to do the very first thing that our leader, our creator, our forgiver asks us to do once we've made the decision to follow him. Here's another question maybe you wonder about. When am I ready? When am I ready to be baptized? Some of you maybe were, were baptized as a baby and you wonder, do I need to get baptized again? Some of you maybe came to, have come to faith in Jesus. You recently decided to follow Jesus in your life. And you wonder, you know, how much do I need to learn? How much do I need to know before I uh, get baptized? So when are you ready to get baptized? Well, here's the sequence, the progression that we see over and over in Scripture. This example comes from Acts chapter 8, verse 13. But we see this pattern over and over throughout the New Testament. It says, it says that Simon uh, did what first? He believed. Yeah, and then he did what? He got baptized. And we see this sequence, this progression, over and over. You believe, and then you're baptized. And that's why at River Glen, we don't don't baptize babies or little infant children. But we do have dedication services that are very meaningful. Because our understanding of baptism, and the only way that we see baptism practiced in Scripture, is after someone came to believe. After someone made the decision... To start following uh, Jesus. I think many times parents want children, want their baby baptized as a symbol of dedication and commitment. And you know what? If your parents did that for you when you were young, when you you were a a baby, that's a good thing, okay? Their heart was in the right place. And their spiritual contribution in, in your life, I think it's something that you should be grateful for. But at the same time, if we look carefully at the way they practiced baptism in Scripture, it was always after someone came to faith. And if you decide now that you want to make that decision because you've come to faith or you're coming to faith in Jesus, I don't think it rejects what your parents did for you. I think it actually fulfills the desire of your parents that you would grow up and you would choose to follow Jesus. Now, what do you do if you came to faith in Jesus earlier in your life, but you didn't know about baptism. Nobody taught you about baptism. You didn't really have the opportunity to get get baptized. Nobody invited you uh, to get baptism. Here's our teaching. Our teaching is that once you understand when you should be baptized after you come to faith, you just go ahead and do it. Whether you decided to follow Jesus 10 days ago or 10 weeks ago or 10 years ago, you you just go ahead and and do it. Go ahead and get, get baptized. Sometimes, then sometimes people get baptized as an adult believer, and then years later, they wonder if they should do it again. Maybe they were young, and they didn't fully understand what they were doing. Maybe they got baptized, and then they drifted from the faith, and they feel like they need to do it again. I don't know of a scripture that says you need to do it again, but there is a scripture where people who were baptized by John, when they gained a fuller understanding of Jesus, They got baptized again. And so I would say if you sense that God's calling you or leading you to do it again, then do it. That's fine. And we would gladly do that for you as a way to renew your commitment to God. One more question I want to address, and and I really want you to think about this one. And that is how to be baptized. As you know, um, in different circles, there are different practices of baptism. Some people Some churches pour the water. Some people sprinkle the water. Some people immerse or dunk, you know, the way that River Glen does. There there are some settings where people are immersed three times, once for the Father, and then for the Son, and then for the Holy Spirit. We only dunk once, but we do hold you under to see how long you can hold your breath. I'm, I'm kidding. We wouldn't do that. But we do complete immersion, and here's the reason we do that, because that's the way that they practice baptism. In the New Testament, I want you to notice when Jesus was baptized. It says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. You know, if he was sprinkled, then it wouldn't have been necessary for him to come up out of the out of the uh, water. Baptism in the New Testament always involves going under the water and then coming up out of the water because immersion is really the best uh, symbol for the death, the burial. And the resurrection of Jesus and the difference that it makes in our life. Uh, for example, think about the water in, in baptism. I brought along a picture of water here. We all know about the importance of water, right? I mean, you can, you can go 30 days without food. You can only go three days without water. And water has cleansing capability. And so when you go under the water in baptism, it symbolizes that all your wrongdoing, all your sin is completely washed away. From head to toe. Uh, some of us can remember some of, our, some of our wrongdoing, and it bothers us deeply. You know, maybe some things, certain things that we, that we, that we did um, that were just way out of character for us, certain things that we said that we never should have said, certain relationships we got involved with that were destructive or dishonoring to God, certain times that we cheated, certain times that we stole something we knew it was wrong. And we did it uh, anyway. And the scripture says we can't clean up our wrongdoing on our own. We need help. And that's why in baptism you admit that you need Jesus to cleanse your past and forgive your sin. And that's why baptism is so powerful. And that's why you remember it for the rest of your life. And then later on in life you'll probably commit some more wrongdoing. And you remember your baptism and you say, I was cleansed for my sin, past present, and future through what Jesus did for me on the cross. I remember, I remember being baptized and washed from head to toe. And I wonder if anybody here needs some cleansing today. The water of baptism can remind you what Jesus can, can do uh, for you. You know, I also brought along a, a death certificate. I don't know if you've seen one of these before. This is what a death certificate looks like in the uh, state of Wisconsin, I always uh, carry one of these around with me when I travel to faraway places or foreign uh, countries. I always carry a, a passport and a death certificate because you never know if they're going to have one. I'm kidding. I don't do that. I wouldn't do that. Uh, and it's not a cheery thought, okay, but this is why I brought it along. is because someday, you know, your name goes right there. My name goes right there. And we don't like to think about it, but nobody escaped dying. And that's why Solomon said, remember God now while you can. Live each day like it's your last day. And one day you'll, you'll be right. But the Bible says, here's another way to look at baptism. Baptism by immersion. It not only symbolizes the washing away of sin. On the third day, Jesus resurrected. And when you come up out of that water, it symbolizes that you're rising up, you're raising up to a new life in this life, a better version of your life in this life and eternal life in the next life. So in baptism, symbolically, you get, you get cleaned up and you get raised up now and forever. And God wants every person in this room to experience the feeling of being cleaned up and raised up by getting, uh, by getting baptized. Yeah, and uh, there's no better feeling Take a look at this uh, video.
2: My name is Talon Sileski. Um, I'm a junior at Waukesha West High School. I've been coming to River Glen since I was around 10 years old. I've been wanting to get baptized since uh, two Novembers ago and it was kind of during Unfinished where a lot of people are like getting baptized. And Andy, the youth pastor for Slife, asked people if anyone wanted to get baptized and I decided I wanted to, but I just kept pushing it off every time it came up. And at Easter service, it was a really strong message for me for some reason. I really felt it and it just spoke to me so when he brought up baptism and how that's your commitment to God, it hit me personally. So I really just felt like I should do it then that day. I just remember going down and when I came back up I was hearing a lot of clapping, cheering and they were all proud of what I've done, proud of my decision and just, they were just excited for me to see what this will lead to. People asked me like how I felt afterwards and it was just, there was a difference between before and after. I just felt like I'm now a child of God and I felt like I've accomplish such a huge thing in my life and I know I can go to God for whatever I need in my life and he'll always have an answer for me.
0: I love seeing one of our students set the example. not <clears throat> that a great video? I love that. You know, seeing him set an example of remembering God in the days of our uh, youth. I love what he said. He said, I feel like a child of God now. In other words, I feel cleaned up and raised up. We already have uh, many people signed up this weekend. We've got 20 people signed up already to get baptized this weekend. But I'm praying that some of you here will spontaneously say yes to getting baptized uh, in this service today. And I know some of you right now are saying, oh, I couldn't get baptized. And I would say, why, why couldn't you? And you'd, you'd say, well, I haven't had the baptism class. Listen, you just had the baptism class. I didn't bring a towel along. We've got a bazillion uh, towels. I didn't, I didn't come prepared. Uh, I didn't really bring anything to change into. we got, We got everything that you need. You get one of these uh, really cool-looking T-shirts to wear that you get to keep. Uh, we've got some stylish shorts, and we've got all sizes of these. We've got private changing space backstage for you. You say, what about my kids? Your kids will be fine. You can pick up your kids next week. Okay? <laughs> if you want, we'll bring your kids. If you want your kids in here to watch, we'll have someone go and, and, and get your kids and, and bring them. Some of you say, well, what would people think if I, if I did this spontaneously? I'll tell you what, what they'll think. They'll think you're making the greatest decision of your life, and you will feel uh, more love and support and encouragement than you have ever felt. Right, church? Yeah. You say, I got some people that I would really love to have here. And they're not here at this service. And, and I get that. I understand that those people are important. But they're not the ones that are going to stand before God one day in your, in your shoes. That's you. This is, this is between you and, and God. This is your decision. And uh, we're going to video your baptism. We're going we're gonna to take a picture. And you can watch that video a thousand times with your family and friends. But this is your day. And this is your moment. And it really doesn't take any preparation to get baptized. Here's what it takes. Agreement with God that you need Jesus to cleanse you. And you want to be raised up to a new life. And you might go home a little bit wet. But you're going to go home feeling cleaned up and raised up. And I'm telling you, there's no better feeling. You will never regret it. The right time to do the right thing. Is, is right now. And so here's how this is going to work. In a moment, I'm going to invite everybody to stand up, and we're going to put a statement of faith. I'm going to ask you to repeat this statement of faith. You don't have to say it. Don't feel obligated if you don't, if you don't believe it. We're going to say that statement of, of faith. And uh, then I'm going to say a short prayer, and if you sense God uh, leading you to do this, I'm literally asking you, we're going to keep singing that song. Everybody's going to be standing. To just make your way to the aisle and then head to the lobby. We've got a team of people there. There's a table with towels and and shirts and clothing. And there's a team of people there that will guide you every uh, step of of the way. If you've already signed up for baptism, uh, same for you. During this song, make your way uh, to the aisle and then just walk into the uh, lobby. And so I want to ask everybody, would you stand uh, stand with me? And I want to invite you to, to repeat this after me. Let's say this out loud. Repeat after me. I believe that Jesus is the Christ. The Son of the Living God, and I take Him as my Lord and Savior. You know, if you believe that, let's do this. I love what somebody said to Paul after he decided to become a follower of Jesus. Look at what what this person said. What are you waiting for, Paul? Uh, Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on His name. You know, if you believe, What are you waiting for? Be baptized and know that you have been cleaned up and raised up in the name of Jesus. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for teaching us so much from the life of Solomon about how to avoid wrecking our our lives and, and how to recover when we already have by remembering you. God, thank you for the gift of Jesus and that we're never too old or it's never too late to make the decision to follow him. God, I know that there are people here today who believe in Jesus but have yet to take the decisive step of baptism. God, give them the extra courage today. Move in their lives to take this important step to say yes to this command that Jesus gave to every follower so that we would experience this feeling of being cleaned up and raised up. In Jesus' name, amen.